Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Would you uh, go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 15 today as we begin today. Exodus 15. And we'll read some scripture there and then we may look at some other if we have the time. Exodus 15. And uh, I want to, let's just begin reading at verse 22. You got it? The Bible says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. You can imagine what that's like. Three days walking in the wilderness with no water. They're in pretty bad shape. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statute, an ordinance, and there he proved them. Let me stop there just for a minute and um, make some comment about this. Uh, What's a tree got to do with sweetening the waters? Well, have you know if God said throw a tree in there, then you just throw a tree in. Right? You know, I was preaching on this one time. I said, if you and I just decide to throw a tree in there, you know what we'd have? And somebody sat down in the congregation and said, yeah, sticky water. Yeah, sticky water. But have you know that tree, have you know somebody hung on a tree, didn't they? Didn't they? Didn't the Bible say, uh, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree? Amen. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Amen. For it is written, cursed is every one that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing might come on us. Hallelujah. Amen. So let me know, He's the answer for your bitter waters in life. You know, we all face bitter waters, right? All of us do at times. But there's an answer. It's called, the, it's called the tree, praise God. The cross will fix everything, amen? You know, I, I, I preached a message some time ago. Uh, I can't remember what a title but it talked about how, you know, the, basically the, the message was this, don't let anything be bigger than the cross in your life. The cross has got to be the biggest event that ever happened in your life. Amen? And I'm talking about when you, when you receive the benefits of the cross, when you came to Jesus and you received Him as your Lord and Savior, you got the benefits that the cross provided. It's got to become the biggest thing in my life. There's nothing in my life any bigger than the cross, and there's nothing in my life that the cross won't fix. Amen. Amen. And I refuse to let it, anything be any bigger than the cross in my life. Hallelujah. Because that cross will fix everything. You know, we used to sing songs. We still do hear some, but we used to sing them a lot. In the old days, about, about the cross, the old rugged cross. Remember that song? The cross where Jesus died and bled. Why? Because some of the old timers knew, man, that that cross changed everything. It changed our history, praise God. It changed my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Everything changed after the cross. 
Hallelujah. Amen. I became a new creature and began to walk in the blessings of God. Amen. Thank God. But what I want to read is verse 26, as I'm going to talk about something this morning for a little bit here. He said, and if you will, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight. How many know, I'm going to stop there just for a minute because sometimes we, we read over these words, we don't think about them. But he said diligently. How many know casual people just don't receive from God? You got to be diligent about it. Amen. You got to be a diligent seeker of God and the things of God. Amen. If you will diligently hearken to the voice like Brother Kenny was talking about, you, you know, it may not, maybe things don't change immediately, but if you're diligent, you just stay with it. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in His sight, will give ear to His commandments and keep all of His statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals thee. Hallelujah. Here's what I want to talk about this morning for a little while. We'll just see uh, how long we go. Uh, I want to talk about... uh, and, and most of you recognize this name. Some of you might, might be new to you, so we'll explain it. I want to talk about Jehovah Rapha. Okay, Jehovah Rapha. Because when you read in that verse there in, in Exodus 15 where he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee, if you were to read that in the Hebrew, it would say, I am Jehovah Rapha. Rapha is a Hebrew word. That means uh, other things about it, other, other meanings of it is heal uh, and physician. So God could, you could translate it this way, really you could, and you really wouldn't be doing any injustice to the scripture. I am the Lord, your doctor. Woo, what a doctor. Amen. Now, you know, you may have a physical doctor. I got a doctor I go see every now and then and get a checkup. He did some blood work on me. You know, here, here a while back, and, you know, I'm, they, they never do do brain waves to see if everything's okay up there, but anyway. <laughs> but, you know, do blood work, check that out, you know, and, you know, everything, you know, I never heard anything back that anything's wrong, so I guess we're good to go, praise God. I'm believing that anyway, amen. But, you know, and uh, he's a good guy, he's a good doctor. Um, I think you guys go to him, and he's a good doctor, I like him, but he's not the great physician. There's a doctor above him. I thank God for doctors. I've read some amazing things that doctors do. It's amazing. I, I, believe, I believe God gave them their wisdom. I believe He gave them their ability and their tools. And You know, the devil's not helping people. You know that's for sure. Right? He wants people suffering and sick and destitute and beat up. So he's not helping these doctors fix people. Uh-uh. No. They're, they're on the same side as God. Well, they got quiet on that, but they want, they're trying to help you unless they're just a bad doctor or something. They're trying to help you. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. I've got a great physician, yes. Jehovah Rapha. Now, there's a lot of, lot of for years and years and years and years and years, there's just been preaching in the church and by theologians and stuff that God's no longer Jehovah Rapha. Well, now, what right do you got to change who God is? That'd be my question. Are you listening to me? Don't tell me who God is. I'm going to let God tell me who He is. 
He said, I'm Jehovah Rapha. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Now, if he's not longer Jehovah Rapha, then how do I know he's Jehovah Zidkanu? And somebody like, Jehovah Zidka, what? Sound like some kind of disease or something. Zidkanu means my righteousness. You see, God didn't say, I provide healing. He said, I am. I am. I am. Remember what he said to Moses? I am. This is who I am. This is not what I provide. This is who I am. I am your physician. I am the Lord that heals you. Amen? See, when I go see my doctor, which doesn't happen very often, but, but you know, when I do, he, I mean, he's, he's a natural doctor. He's a doctor. You know what I'm saying? So I go see him. He's a physician. But I certainly don't put my trust, all of it, in the medical community. I thank God for what they can do. I appreciate them. I don't, I don't put all my trust in any man, in any area. I don't put all my trust in the banker. Amen. I don't put all my trust in the counselor or the therapist. I, I don't have any of those. My wife's my counselor and so is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Brother Kenny tries to every now and then. But, uh, he gets everything he knows from Emily, so I'll, I listen. <laughs> so, Amen. you know, I don't put all my trust in men. I put all my trust in the Lord. Yeah. And when it comes to my physical health, I'm not putting all my trust in men. I'm not putting all my trust in what I eat either. I'm not putting all my trust. My wife's looking at me and said, you better not. <laughs> we still, we're still working on that. Amen. Sometimes I, still, I tell her, I said, man, I ate today like a 16. You know what that means, right? It wasn't good. And so, but I don't put all my trust in that. I don't put all my trust. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these things. Uh, but I don't put all my trust in vitamins and, you know, I don't even take any of them any longer. Phyllis, she, she got me to take some for a while. It lasted for about a month. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just don't. I don't, I don't do supplements. I don't do anything like that. You know, I, I, I got this way just naturally. Um, all on my own, praise God. Amen. But, you know, my point is I don't put, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. Don't misunderstand me. But I don't put my trust in those things. I don't put my trust in physicians. I put my trust in Jehovah Rapha. Because I know that there's going to be, there, there's, there's times that people have things that man can't fix. I know there's things that come in our lives sometimes that, make, that, that the doctors can't fix. But I know somebody that can fix it. I know somebody that can heal me. Hallelujah. Amen. And he is Jehovah Rapha. Amen. You go to the Bible, the Bible even tells us in the New Testament. See, this, is, this isn't just, a lot of times people say, well, that's just on the Old Testament. No, 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 it's in the New Testament. You go in the New Testament, and, God, and James told the church, he said, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. Amen. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And Jehovah Rapha shall raise them up. The Lord shall raise them up. Not the elders. Not the oil. But the Lord. 
Those are all avenues, all vehicles that God uses. The prayer of faith, it's a vehicle that God uses. But it's the Lord that does it. And I'm going to tell you, when there, there was a, there's a gentleman, he's in heaven now, he has been for a long time, but uh, his name was P.C. Nelson. P.C. Nelson was, was one, either the number one, I can't remember now, he was either the number one or the number two authority in the world, everybody say world, on the Greek language. He was a spirit-filled, born-again man. They called him, a lot of the preachers called him Dad Nelson. P.C. Dad Nelson. And he spoke and wrote, get this, he spoke and wrote 32 different languages. He's got me beat by 32. (laughs) You're listening now? So he, and he, he was an authority on Greek. And, and someone said one day he was reading, he would, he, when he would read, he told, he told the preachers of his day, he said, when I read for my devotions, he said, I read directly out of the Greek New Testament, the Greek, Greek New Testament. I read it. I don't, he didn't read English. He reads Greek. And he said there in James where it says, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. He says, the Greek indicates this. It's somebody who's beyond helping themselves. In other words, they are, so, they are so sick they can't do anything for themselves. You ever been that sick before? Where you're just like, you can't hardly do anything. You're just so sick. And so, they, you know, it's like, it's like one guy told a guy who was fighting sickness one day. He said to him, he said, what you need to do is resist the devil. He said, well, right now, I don't feel like antagonizing anybody. <laughs> How many ever been that sick before? <laughs> we used to say, us country folks, sick as a horse. Yeah. Or a dog. Yeah, my mom, I learned these things from my mom. She used to have this one saying, she'd get tired of you asking her what time it is. Mom, what time is it? Because, you know, in those days, we didn't have clocks everywhere. You wound them, you know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't have all that. And so she'd, she'd get tired. She says, it's time for all dogs to be dead. Aren't you feeling sick? That meant don't ask again, all right? But, well, I could tell you some. My, my grandma always used to say, land of Goshen. I never knew what it meant, but land of, it sounded good, land of Goshen. My grandpa would tell me that when I do stuff, he didn't think I should be doing. He said, now "Don't mess." He said, "Don't don't mess with a bandwagon if you can't toot a horn." <laughs> These are all free. You can put them on Facebook if you want. It's up to you. But but how how many know how, how many know that we have a great physician? Amen. 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 Did you know the Bible tells us in, in, in Isaiah, it says that himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Now, the, 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 the Bible, the King James says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Doesn't it say that? But now, Matthew's commentary on it, Matthew 8, 17, Matthew quoting Isaiah 54 or 53, 4, where the Bible says, talking about Jesus at Calvary, it's talking about the cross, there in Isaiah, it says, where surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Uh, 
Matthew says it this way, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So he, he said the griefs and the sorrows that Jesus bore in Isaiah 53, 4, were sicknesses and diseases and pain. Amen. See, the, see, a, see that's Spirit-inspired commentary on Isaiah 53, 4. The Holy Ghost had. See, because see, when you look at those words in the, in the Greek or in the Hebrew where it says he bore our, the King James says he bore our, uh, our, our, our griefs and sorrows. When you look at that, it, you look at every other place in the Bible, almost every other place it's used sickness and pain. But there they, they, they quoted, they did griefs and sorrows. But, but regardless of looking at the Hebrew, we can just go to Matthew 8, 17. And Matthew quoted Isaiah 53, 4. And he said, it's our sickness. He bore our infirmities and he carried our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. At Calvary. Hallelujah. So don't tell me it passed away. If it passed away, then forgiveness has passed away. It all stands or falls at Calvary, the cross. He's Jehovah Rapha. Brother Hagin said years, years ago, he said in one of his meetings, one, one of the, uh, you, know, you know, the New American Standard Bible, one of the translators of the New American Standard Bible would come to his meetings. And Brother Hagin was making a point one time out of Isaiah 53, 4, where the King James uses the word griefs and sorrows. Well, he said it can be griefs and sorrows, but really the best way to translate that is sicknesses and diseases. He was preaching on that. He said this New American Standard Bible translator guy, you know, ones that worked on it, came up to him and talked to him after service. He said, I want to tell you what happened there. He said, there were five of us theologians that translated the New American Standard Bible, five of us. He said, we all signed an agreement before God and committed to God that we would translate the Bible as close to the original as we possibly could. And he said, we made, an, we, we made an agreement before God that we would do that. He said, when we got to that Isaiah 53, 4, he said, some of them said, well, we all agreed that the best way to translate that is surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pain or our disease or our infirmity. Well, they all decided that's the best way to translate that. But three of them, there were five of them, three of them said we can't do that because if we do that, it's going to embolden those group of Christians that believe in divine healing. So the other two said, well, we signed an agreement before God that we would translate it as close as we possibly could. They said we can't do that. They said then we resigned because we're not going to lie before God. He said, so I resigned. Surely He hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. Yes. Hallelujah. But He was wounded for our transgressions, wasn't He? Yes. Was He? Most churches agree with that, right? He was bruised for our iniquities. Most churches believe that, right? Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. But there's another part there. With His stripes we are healed. I had a lady tell me one time, she said, now that word healed there, Rapha, it means spiritual healing. I said, well, you didn't get healed spiritually, you got born again. God didn't heal you spiritually. Besides, 44 times in the Old Testament, that word Rapha there, you know, where it says by his stripes we're healed, it's the same word where it's, I am the Lord to heal of thee, Rapha. 
That's used 44 times throughout the Old Testament. It's always translated physical healing. Some places it's translated physicians. We have a great physician. I said, we have a great physician. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Has his benefits changed under this new covenant? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Whose benefits? Jehovah Rapha. I, uh, who forgives all of our iniquities? And that's about it. Is that all that verse says? What else does it say? See, some of you, go, you need to go read it. Psalm, Psalm 103, 1 through 3. He forgives all of our iniquities and heals all of our diseases. How, how many of our diseases? All of our diseases. Praise God. You got any diseases today? Well, you're a prime candidate for God to go to work on you. Hallelujah. You know, just like you receive him as your Savior, you have to receive him as your healer. Amen. First Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. <coughs> Amen. Are you getting anything this morning? I'm not going along this morning, but, but it's real, real important that we learn uh, that, it, you know, when the doctor says it's over, when the medical community says it's over, it's not over. I said, it's not over. They may have done all they can do. That's a good time to go consult another doctor. Amen. You know, sometimes you go get a second opinion, don't you? You know, you get a bad diagnosis, you, get, you go get another opinion. Well, guess what? We got another doctor we can go to. Amen. Now, there's people in this church. You got a bad report. Some of you about an end-of-life report, but you're still alive. Amen. Why? Because you had another doctor working on the case. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, you may went to the best doctor you could find, but there's one better than all of them. Amen. Jehovah Rapha. Amen. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when people tell you, you know, like healing, because this has been around for years and years, we, we dealt with this years ago, that healing passed away with the last apostle. Well, have you know, there's still apostles today, according to the word of God. Amen. Uh, and secondly, the first apostle is still alive. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I don't go by people's supernatural experiences because some people make them up. You got to know that. It gets them airtime. But there are certain people that, say, that they say they have a supernatural. I believe one particular minister that was, was here one time. I believed him. He didn't tell it publicly here, but I, but I heard him tell it. He was raised not to believe in miracles or healing, any of that. It all passed away. When the last apostle died, then it all ceased. You can imagine how long that, you know, John, as far as we know, John was the last apostle. He lived longer than all of them. The apostle of love. Could you imagine the line outside his door when he was dying? I mean, if this is it, you got to get healed now. And he's probably so weak that they had to pick his hand up, you know, and put it on their head. They'd walk by and he'd, they'd, here's another one. Here's another one, Apostle John. Okay, you're healed. Okay, get the next one. Okay, you're healed. <gasps> Sorry, everybody. Healing's done away with. We got supposedly intelligent people preach that. It's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. 
Because let me tell you something. This, 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 this guy, was raised, he said, I was raised that way. Now he's a healing evangelist that travels throughout the country. He was here for, I don't know, we had him for two or three two services a few years back. Uh, but he said, you know, he said, I believe that. He said, I was in a, went to church one night, you know, and he said, I'm just, I didn't know anything was going to happen. He said, I'm sitting back here in the pew. He said, all of a sudden, I started getting a visitation from God, supernatural experience. He said, the praise team's up there on the platform and they're singing, you know, they're, they're leading praise and worship, you know. He said, but all of a sudden, he said, they just disappeared. It's just like a fog. They just disappeared. And he said, a screen came down and on that screen, it said, miracles, miracles and healings passed away with the last apostle. He said, that's what was on that screen. He said, well, that's what I've always been taught. He said, then I heard a voice say, I am the first. He said, I recognize that voice to be Jesus. I am the last. I was dead and I'm alive forevermore. Amen. He said, it changed my entire ministry. From then on, he went out preaching the divine healing and miracles. Hallelujah. Well, you know, you don't have to have a supernatural experience to figure that. God just, God can do that if He wants, can He? He can do supernatural experience if He wants. But you, you don't have to have that. All you got to do is have the Bible. Amen? Yeah. Let's close. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. I hope you got a nugget today. Yes. You know, have you ever seen, uh, and I know you have, surely, you, you ever seen the, the sign that the medical community uses their emblem? What is it? It's a, it's, a, it's a rod with a snake around it. Anybody know where they got that? They got that out of the Bible. They got that out of the book of Numbers, chapter 21, when the, Israelite was, when the Israelites were being attacked by those uh, serpents biting them, and people were dying. God told Moses, he said, put a serpent on a pole. And everyone that looks at it will live. And Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. In other words, he let us know that was a type of me. Now you say, why, why was it a serpent on the pole? Why wasn't it a lamb on the pole? Because it was, it was a sign of Jesus bearing the curse and becoming a curse for us of taking everything that the devil had done to humanity and nailing it to that cross. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. He took everything the devil did to destroy humanity and he nailed it to the cross. It's, uh, the, Colossians tells us, man, it's been nailed to the cross. And, he, and, the, and it says after that, after he nailed it to the cross, he spoiled principalities and powers. He stripped them of their authority. Hallelujah. No, that was not deciding how I'm going to die, when I'm going to die, or where I'm going to die. I've got a heavenly Father. Amen? i got a heavenly Father, praise God. i got Jehovah Rapha. Amen. And I'll tell you one thing. Now listen to me. I know I preached these things when I was 21 years old. It's easy to preach healing when you're 21 years old. You know why it's easy to preach 20, healing when you're 21 years old? Because you're, you're, you're healthy. You don't have as many fights. Amen. And now I'm, and I'm still preaching <laughs> on healing. And I need it more today 
than I did when I was 21. You know, when you're 21, you feel like you're invincible. Well, you get as old as Pastor Jerry, you know you need some divine help. God's got to be on your side, doesn't He? Hallelujah. And that, these promises, you know, <laughs> it's like the promises like there in Psalms where it says He renews your youth like that of the eagles. I didn't think much of that scripture when I was 21. I do now. I think about it. I'm, I'm not really making fun. It's kind of funny, but it, really it's the truth. I think about it and I think, I, I want to leave this earth strong. I want to finish out strong. I don't have many more days left to go. Look how quiet, look how quiet it is. Well, I don't care if I live to be 100. I don't have many more days left to go. It flies by fast. And I don't want to go weak, beat up, you know. I'm, I, want, I want Jehovah Rapha to fix me. Hallelujah. And he's made provision for that, hasn't he? I just need to receive him as my healer. Amen. Acts 10, 38, let's go there and we'll close with this scripture. Did you get something today? Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all. How many? Now, you know, if it was just God's will to heal some, you know, some of those people he would have ran into, some of them it wouldn't have been God's will for him to heal. If that, if that theology was true, well, God heals some, some he don't. Well, how come Jesus healed them all? I'm going to tell you in a minute why he healed them all. There's a good reason why he healed them all. Uh, all that were oppressed of... You sure that doesn't say God? Well, not my God. How about you? All that were oppressed, he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So we see right there where oppression comes from, where the sickness comes from, don't we? It's, it tells us right there, doesn't it? I said it tells us right there, doesn't it? He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. And he healed all. All that would receive. You know, in his hometown, they wouldn't receive from him. He couldn't heal them there. But other than that, he healed them all. He would have healed them there, too, if they just had some faith. Right? He would have healed his hometown. He did some, but couldn't do mighty works. <coughs> Jesus said, you know that woman in the synagogue? The Bible said there was a woman. He was preaching in the synagogue one day, and there was a woman in there had been bowed over for 18 years. She couldn't straighten up. This way she walked, like this. She came into that synagogue, and Jesus said, Ought not this woman... Whom Satan hath bound, not God, Satan bound her, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. You can't tell me that this, Jesus said this woman was bound by Satan. You can't tell me 15 minutes later there's another lady walks in there bound over and God did that one. Satan did that one, but God did that one. Sound like they're on the same team to me, if that's the case. No, God didn't do any of that. The Bible's very plain. It came from the devil. And when Jesus, Jesus, Jesus got her loose from that devil, it was a spirit of infirmity, the Bible says. And when he rebuked that spirit of infirmity, that devil was gone. She was healed. Amen. And that, but, but, what I, but, but you know, what I want you to see is, uh, if you still, I've closed my Bible, but I want to go back there to Acts chapter 10. I want you to see this now. This is important. In verse 38 says, how God, how God the Father anointed Jesus the Son. 
with the Holy Ghost, it sounds like all three of them, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, are fighting sickness. Doesn't it to you? That's the whole Trinity, as we call them. The whole Trinity lined up against sickness and the oppression of the devil. He's still Jehovah Rapha. Now, why did Jesus do what He did? Why did He heal all the people He healed? Well, He told us in John 14, He said, it's the Father that dwells in me. He does the works. So, it was Jehovah Rapha in Jesus doing the healing. Hallelujah. This is real, real, real important for us to know. Jesus said, I, he said, I didn't come do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Amen. So what do we find from that? Well, we find from that pretty plainly that, you know, Jehovah Rapha was working through Jesus. Amen. <laughs> and he, he was healing. Amen. Hallelujah. All that were sick. All that were oppressed of the devil. Amen. So we have to, we have to, we have to not only, now listen, we have to not only receive Jesus as our Savior, but we got to say, you know what? I'm going to trust you as my healer. Maybe I got some bad news, but I'm going to trust you as my healer. Amen. And realize the source isn't from God. It's from the devil. You say, well, pastor, this is real simple. I know, but we need to hear it and 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 hear it. And hear it. It goes off on the inside of us, you know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so we have to understand where the, where, where the source is, where the source comes from. It doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. Yeah. Amen. There was, um, and well, she, she's a preacher. Well, she's in heaven now, but she became a preacher. It was a medical doctor. Her name was Lillian B. Yeomans. Anybody ever read any of her books? She has some books. We, we used to carry when we had a bookstore. Uh, on the, the, I forget what it was called, honey, but it was a compilation of her books. And she tells a story as a medical doctor. She uh, was called to this village where they had typhoid fever going on, and she was called to, to you know, treat the people. And so she went and couldn't get, couldn't get them all free, couldn't, couldn't get them healed up. It just kept going on. And she realized there's got to be a source here. There's got to be something here that's causing this. And so they began to do a search, and they looked in their water, their water system. They had a, a well-dug you know, water system, and they looked down in there, and there was a mother hog and her baby pigs had fallen in there and died. And now they're drinking that water. So she realized until uh, we get those pigs out of there, we, all the medicine in the world ain't going to fix these people. we got to get to the source, Right? So they got that all cleaned up, cleaned out of there, and got fresh water and all that. And the, ty- the typhoid fever went away because they got to the source. I'll tell you, the source is the devil. You need to know the source. He's the source. And once you find the source, then you can say, I'm done with you, devil. Amen. You know, now you're not suffering for the glory of God. It's the devil. Amen. Didn't the Bible say, you know, that this was for the glory of God? No, keep reading that a little bit closer and you'll find out that God got glory when it got healed. Hallelujah. Well, didn't Jesus say about Lazarus, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God? Yeah, he did. He, what he said there was this sickness will not end in death. It won't, that won't be the final outcome. The final outcome will be the glory of God. When did God get the glory? When Lazarus was sick? 
No, he didn't get the glory. When, when Lazarus got raised from the dead, God got glory. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's when he got glory. Amen. So we have, to, we have to realize that. This is a real simple message this morning, but we got to receive him as Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our healer. The Lord, our healer. And when we face things in life, which all of us have at times, when we face things in life, we don't just think, well, what, whatever the world says about it, that's the end of it. No, we, we, go, we go to the Bible. We go to the scriptures. We find out he's Jehovah Rapha. Let me close the final story. But there was a man in the Bible. His name was Asa. He was a king. He was a godly king. But, you know, he kind of heart kind of got turned away from God a little bit towards the end of his life. And uh, the Bible says he was diseased in his feet. He had some, it doesn't tell us what it was, but he had some kind of disease in his feet. And the Bible said, here's what the Bible said now. The Bible said, yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord, indicating he should have, but he sought to the physicians. And then you read that, it says that he was diseased in the 39th year of his reign, he was diseased in his feet. In the 39th year of his reign, he was diseased in his feet, yet he didn't go to the Lord, he went to the physicians. And the next verse says he died in the 41st reign of his kingdom. So two years later, he was dead. And it tells us why. Because he didn't go to God. In other words, wasn't anything wrong going to the physicians, but they couldn't fix him. But God would have fixed him. If he went to the Lord, God would have fixed him. Amen. And if we're not watchful, we just depend on what the world says and forget. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. God said in His Word, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. We can't forget that. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And listen to this. Forget not all His benefits. You go on and you read that. It goes on to say, He redeems your... Come on up, team, if you would, please. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Listen to this. He fills your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Thank God He redeems us from destruction. I just saw, yes, no, I guess it may have been this morning or yesterday. I just saw where now they're saying there's a new disease. On the rise. Very contagious. Thank God I've got a doctor on the case already. His name's Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to live out my time on this earth that God has for me to be here. I, I'm not, I don't want the devil to shorten it. Are you with me now? Well, doesn't the Bible say there's an appointed time for you, for you to die? No, it says it's appointed unto man wants to die. There's plenty of scriptures say you can lengthen your days or you can shorten your days. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is a, one of the Ten Commandments, that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Amen? Well, if you don't, that, the, end, the flip side of that, you live short on the earth. I want to live long on the earth. I want to stay here... You know, I don't know. You know, there's people that are expiring to live to 120 now, you know, and all that. And I heard they asked Marilyn Hickey one time, what, you going to live to 120? She said, Lord, no. I'm ready to go now. 
So it's all, it's, you know, it's like the, the psalmist said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. So when you're long life and satisfied, then it's time to go. I don't know what that number is going to be for every one of us, but let's don't let the devil determine the number. Amen? Let's don't just things in life determine. Let's just trust our, Lord, our great physician and say, I'm going to trust you to determine my number here. Amen? Right? You know, he'll let you stay around a long time if you want to. You don't believe that? I'll tell you, I believe it. Here's why. Here's one reason I know it. It's a, you read in the book of Philippians, and they had Paul in prison. They were going to take his life. Philippians chapter 1. Amen. And Paul tells the church at Philippi, he said, I can't decide whether I'm going to stay or I'm going to go. He said to go would be far better because I'd be with Christ. But to stay, I could stay here and help you. He said, I, 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 I'm in a straight betwixt two. I'm torn up. I don't know what to decide. See, the Roman government thought they were, going, they were deciding when he was going to die. He wasn't paying any attention to that. I said, he wasn't paying any attention to that. He was saying, I'm deciding this when I'm going to go. He said, you know what? He said, I just, I think I... They think I'll stay because I can help you. What a man of God. I've thought about that before. I've thought about that. I've thought, I don't know, maybe y'all spiritual than I am, but I've thought, Renee, I've thought before this. I've thought, if Jesus appeared in my room and said, you can stay and help the saints of Evansville or you can come to heaven, I'm thinking, Pastor Chuck, Pastor Jerry's here. Praise God. See y'all. Love you. See you on the other side, man. Let's go, Jesus. Hallelujah. But Paul was such a spiritual father, amen. That I'd like to think I'd make the right decision, but I don't know. I might just go on when I wasn't supposed to go. Let's all stand up. Father, we thank you today for the word of God, amen. We thank you that you're Jehovah Rapha, our physician, our healer. Hallelujah. You're our healer. And the Bible says that you, you're not like... You know, normal doctors, it can fix some things, and some things they just don't have the ability yet to fix it. The Bible says you heal all of our diseases. You can fix them all, even things that are terminal, things that are there's no hope for. There is hope with you. Praise God. Amen. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening. 